Chapter 11 Abandoned Gwen transported immediately back to the cell as soon as he was able, which was, unfortunately, several hours later. People wanted to gloat. They wanted to congratulate him on his victory. They wanted to share drinks with him. They wanted to celebrate. Twice, Gwen had to excuse himself to be physically ill, forcing himself back, and thankful that his revulsion with the whole event came across as a fierceness that the others seemed to glory in, provided they didn't get too close to it. Gulvey and Ash didn't stay, but for the half an hour they remained, Gwen couldn't take his eyes away from Ash, numbed and artificially deadened to his environment. What would he remember? Gwen would never admit it to August, but it bothered him that using Ash in the way he had was the only way he knew how to defeat August. In the end, it was the only pathway left. He dealt with it by telling himself that Ash was only one piece of a machine that would get the outcome he needed. He dealt with it by reminding himself that Ash shouldn't have gotten himself involved, that he was stupid, that he was absurdly loyal to someone who hadn't earned that loyalty. But it bothered him. He left about one hour after Creel did. It was the longest he could stand amongst the gossip, and everyone was surprised that he had stayed so long anyway. He had never been more glad for establishing a reputation for being reclusive and disliking social events. It meant that he could exit without having to explain himself. He walked out and closed the huge double doors behind him, leaving everyone else to talk about the inane things they wanted to talk about. Likely, as soon as he left, the conversation would turn to how they still thought August should be killed. Few people openly expressed disagreement with his keeping August alive, but many Fay had requested private audience and asked that August be put down. It was a complicated situation. There hadn't been an unseely Fay in the seedy prisons for such a long time that a lot of them weren't able to forget about him. There was a novelty factor that kept it fresh in their minds. Never mind that August technically didn't have to stay in the cell anymore. They weren't to know. Gwen desperately wanted to change his clothing. He'd cold-sweated through all of it. But he didn't want to leave August alone any longer. After weeks of not knowing what to do about August, there were only two certainties left. The first, he couldn't kill him. The second, he couldn't keep him in the cells anymore. He had tried railing against it, tried reducing August to nothing more than an object, tried everything to unmake what his mind had decided, and only ended up driving himself to madness in the process. The worst part? That he could still feel it, a clamoring drone of madness and cruelty in the back of his mind. It made him unstable, off-kilter. He knew it wasn't gone. It wasn't like last time, when August had managed to push it down far enough that Gwen felt like he could breathe again. No, this was centuries later, and Gwen didn't know how to shove it back again now that it had come up so far. All he could do was distract himself, keep himself busy, keep his light down. But a darkness bubbled inside of him, etched frantic, hungry pathways in his head. He wanted to be unleashed in battle, to not stop until he had killed so many people his gloves were too slippery to hold his sword, only to wipe them clean and start again. Gwen raked a hand through his hair and stared loathing at the throne room doors, before teleporting directly into August's cell. August hadn't moved. He stared blankly into space, hands curled limply in his lap, and the odor of blood still in the cell. Gwen looked at him, felt a moment of panic. 
what was it that august had said once that he could become catatonic without access to words without the ability to speak august had his voice removed in the throne room he could speak certainly but the risk would have been certain death for his rebellion it was gwen thought the same as being gagged outright gwen stepped forwards and grasped august firmly by the upper arms august didn't respond didn't blink stared through gwen into nothingness he was so deep inside of himself that gwen didn't know how to begin to get him back again he teleported them out of the cell august said he would lose sight of something important up in the palatial rooms but whatever he was worried about being catatonic down in the cell wasn't an improvement gwen shifted them both into his own room lifting august automatically and placing him on the bed up against the headboard still that stare an emptiness in his eyes gwen stepped back and stared at him his hands flexed uselessly at his side this was a situation where he should get a healer except he couldn't what healers were there who would help august who would understand why august was above ground and not in the prison it was a situation where he didn't know if august needed time attention a good shake he just didn't know august gwen said tentative august didn't respond gwen hadn't expected him to gwen stared at august worried he scratched at his shirt desperately wanted to shed his clothing to get the night off himself he walked over to his closet throwing a look over his shoulder to make sure august was still the same he was and pulled a fresh shirt and pants out of it he changed hurriedly keeping an eye on august the entire time but august didn't react he looked around his room then grimaced august i'm just going to get you some water i'll be back soon gwen teleported out of the room directly into the kitchens the Troes didn't seem surprised to see him at all, knowing that he hated social events as much as they hated being seen too often by other fae. They shyly pushed a stew towards him, and his stomach turned over. He was certain it was delicious, everything they made was, but he couldn't bear the thought of eating anything. "'Thank you, but not now,' Gwen said, voice tight. "'Some water. A jug and a glass.' The Troes returned with it quickly and Gwen nodded at them in acknowledgment, and then teleported straight back to his room again. August still hadn't moved. Gwen placed the glass down, poured the fresh, sweet water into it, and then left it. He stood by his bed, but it felt awkward to stand over August like this. He walked over to the other side of the bed and got onto it, watching August as he did so. Gwen felt deeply uneasy. A part of him not as small as he wanted it to be, crowed triumph, triumph, triumph. It scented victory. It told him that he'd won, that he'd broken him, told him to drop August in a cell and leave him there to waste away. Gwen's lips thinned. He squeezed his eyes shut and dropped his head to the bed. He didn't know how to get rid of it, couldn't even suppress it properly anymore. He wanted to carve it out of himself. That it was happening now, when August was like this, it disgusted him and another voice, a darker, older voice, reminding him that he'd done this, that this was his fault, that he was the one who had created this situation, and that Gwen's teeth ground together. He focused on drills. He focused on old battle strategies. He forced his mind to words of study that he'd memorized. They were the only things that kept all the voices at bay, but let him focus on the present. 
Gwen sat cross-legged next to August, facing him. He watched him carefully. August, Gwen said, I don't know what to do. Gwen laughed at himself. The wrong person to appeal for help, possibly ever, was August. The catatonia was just another reason why that was a bad idea. I didn't want to do that, Gwen continued, keeping his voice soft. He thought of how he coaxed wild animals out of the forest, thought of the way he talked to the hounds of the wild hunt. But that only reminded him of what he'd recently done to August, the hunt, and he made a choked-off sound in the back of his throat. I'll try and find a way to make sure it doesn't happen again, Gwen said. If you must know, I find these sorts of things deeply unpleasant. I've never held a display before, though I have been present at some held by the Oak King. They are barbaric. I suppose you might find it odd, then, that I have the opinion that they are terrible. Gwen placed his head in his hands and tangled his fingers through his hair, pulling hard. That fay who hurt you, it shouldn't have happened. It's not only disrespectful to you, but to me as well. Creole. Gwen stared down at the blankets on his bed. He looked up at August. His hands dropped back down to the bed. August looked fragile. He looked exhausted. It was easier to remember, now more than ever, that August had been tormented by the Nightmare King. That, before the time he'd spent with that vessel of living shadows, He'd been simply beloved by the seedy and unseedy court. That he had a reputation for being good at what he did, for loving his brother unconditionally and faultlessly, for being profoundly private and possessing a catty, quick wit. He'd meant to talk to Pitch about it, and instead he'd found Jack, only to come back and assault August again. He'd pushed aside his knowledge of this aspect of August, and refused to see anything other than a villain. That was ironic, given Gwen's own history his own actions. August, Gwen said, leaning closer and looking at his pupils. Gwen reached out and placed a hesitant hand on August's leg, and August didn't move, but his pupils shifted. A quick dilation and contraction. So he was catatonic, but still responsive, at least on some level. Gwen shifted closer, reached out to take August's hand in his own, and then paused at the last moment, face twisting. That was too familiar, and wrong somehow. He couldn't do that, and he felt disgusted with himself that he wanted to. There were too many voices vying for dominance in his thoughts, and the ones that wanted August broken, that wanted constant victory, they wouldn't allow the gesture. Gwen placed his other hand on August's arm instead. He swallowed. August, I don't know if you can hear me. It's over. It went well. No, it went... it had the desired outcome. They have no right to ask for another display for a considerable amount of time. And next time I'll work something out. I do not have to take them seriously when they petition for your death. And as long as my behavior seems rational to them, even if they dislike it, they cannot raise serious dissent. Creel may try, but your behavior was exceptional, even in the face of... He couldn't finish aloud. Being attacked. Your brother being there. Gwen's hand dropped from August's arm. He placed his head in his hand. August, I should have told you that Ash would be there. I... The only reason I can think that I didn't is perhaps to spare you from... Gwen sighed. He didn't react because he was drugged. Because the only way Golby could get him into the court at all, could get him to behave in a way that wouldn't slight their reputations and therefore their positions, 
was to drug him. She told me herself. August inhaled audibly, and Gwen's head shot up. August was still staring ahead, but he looked more aware somehow. He looked like he was focusing on something in front of him, instead of staring out into nothingness. She told me that Osh needed to see you for himself, Gwen said, that Osh needed to see you alive, and at least know that you were well. August, the circumstances weren't ideal, but you have to understand, you wouldn't stop. You wouldn't listen to anyone. No one wanted to believe that you were capable of what you were capable of, and no one knew how to stop you. Gwen winced. He would not apologize for capturing August and demoting him. He would not. Gwen cleared his throat and cast his mind back through what he was trying to say, and found his focus again. He hasn't abandoned you, August, Gwen said, hoping that he was right. He didn't understand how this sort of love worked. He didn't understand why Ash still cared about August. He came to the display because it's important that he know you're alive. He didn't come for any other reason except to make sure that you were okay. It wasn't August he was drugged. That Golvi did that, doesn't that tell you how he feels about you being imprisoned here? August made a small, thin sound. Gwen tightened his hand around August's leg, but didn't look up. He had no idea what he was talking about. He understood that Ash was distressed about seeing August imprisoned. He understood that familial bonds could be like that sometimes. But he was making assurances that felt so alien to him. This was not the sort of thing he normally said to anyone, let alone August. The fact that it was working made his chest hurt, and he didn't know why. He was drugged, August said, his voice hoarse, as though he was remembering how to speak again. Golby told me herself that she was worried that he would attempt to bargain for your return to the unseated court if he weren't. It would have resulted in both of them being ejected from the court. At the least, August said, and Gwen looked up at him. August was still staring straight ahead, though his mouth was thinned now. I thought I asked to be returned to the cell, August said, and Gwen closed his eyes. You said you would lose sight of something important up here, August, but with access to the lake and clothing and... Perhaps you lost sight of something important in the cell. I lost sight of what was important years and years ago, August said under his breath and blinked slowly, swallowed as though it was painful. Gwen withdrew his hand immediately, got up and walked around the bed, picking up the glass of water. He handed it to August without saying anything, and August took it without looking at him. There, Gwen thought, as August sipped at the water until it was gone. That came in handy. That's something. Gwen took the empty glass back and poured more water into it, then left it nearby for August, now that he knew it was there. Gwen walked back to the other side of the bed and got on carefully, folding his legs again. August was staring at his hands folded over one another in his lap. I'm so tired, Gwen, August said. What do you make of that? He sounded world-weary. Gwen had no answers for him. He had a head that was too full, a body that felt itchy from sweating out the dread of wanting the display to go well, of dealing with his mother's cold, faithful cruelty. Stay up here, Gwen said, facing the blankets. You... He looked tired, too, August said absently. He doesn't look like he's been taking care of himself. Not that he ever really does, 
August laughed softly, and then his breath hitched in his throat. He looked unwell. He was drugged, Gwen said, and August sighed. It was more than that. He's not made to be king. He's... August took a single, sharp breath. Do you think he misses me? Gwen swallowed hard. He hadn't known August was capable of sounding like that. He hadn't known. His world shifted around him, and he squeezed his eyes shut, felt the weight of this new knowledge just another precarious burden that he couldn't manage. One day, one day soon, everything he held in his head was going to fall apart, and no one would be there to help him pick up the pieces. August had taunted him about it. August was right. He misses you, Gwen said roughly. He... Gwen didn't know how much he should say. Continue, August said, and Gwen could feel the weight of August's eyes on the back of his head. He wanted to lift up, to make eye contact. He thought he should leave, now that August was no longer catatonic and could look after himself again. He thought he should leave, except August was in his room, and he'd have to teleport August out first. August Ash has not taken your captivity well, Gwen said. I don't know much, only what Goldby tells me. Gwen didn't say anything else, and August didn't respond for a long time. So long that Gwen was worried August had slipped into catatonia again. He looked up, and August was watching Gwen. He did look tired. There were shadows underneath the green of his eyes, a tautness to his mouth. I should take you back to your rooms, Gwen said, and August didn't react kept watching Gwen with that same expression that made Gwen uneasy. My rooms, August said. My rooms. It's your palace, your court. You're thinking of them as my rooms already. Gwen had no sentences available to him. There was no response that felt safe. I should make you feel sorry for me more often, August said, and Gwen winced. No, he disagreed. You were not made to be pitied. No, August said. I was not. An uneasy silence stretched out between them. Gwen shifted further up the bed until his back was against the headboard. He pulled a roll of parchment out from underneath one of the pillows, where it had been sticking up uncomfortably, and tossed it off the side of the bed. He looked over at August and grimaced. Now was probably not the time to tell him that he thought August's center was changing. He didn't know what it was changing into, anyway and August would realize soon enough, if he hadn't already. August was staring ahead again. Gwen swallowed. What if the conversation wasn't enough? Or what if it made things worse? What if August really thought about how distraught Ash would have been, would be, and... August tensed when Gwen's hand curled around his upper arm, and Gwen jerked it back. This wasn't his strength. It had never been his strength. August turned to look at him in some surprise. Are you? August narrowed his eyes at him. Am I? What? Gwen said, and August watched him as though he didn't understand what was going on. Gwen supposed that was fair. He'd not treated August with any sort of care or consistency, and everyone knew that Gwen was not a person one came to for comfort. Most people knew that you didn't go to Gwen at all, unless you needed him for something related to his kingship, or a battle somewhere, or a war strategy. Gwen shifted uncomfortably on the bed. "'Look at you,' August said, one side of his mouth turning up. 
You didn't like any of this, did you? Not even a little. Where'd that cruel streak go? It's still there somewhere. Gwen grimaced. August seemed just fine. He pushed himself towards the side of the bed, and August caught him by the wrist. His skin was cooler than normal, and he normally ran lukewarm. A sign that he was still not out of the woods yet, that his body hadn't reached its normal equilibrium. The touch was a shock, and Gwen looked down at it. Why are you always running away from me? August asked, amused. You've left mid-conversation before. I ask you a question, and then you decide to run away. August's hand tightened on his wrist. He shifted on the bed. Where are we? Is this your room? It is, isn't it? Why did you bring me here? Were you going to fuck me? Gwen tugged his wrist from the cool circle of August's hand. He sat on the edge of the bed, but didn't stand up. After all, this was his room. He couldn't run away and leave August in it. He shouldn't have brought him here in the first place. He had other places he slept or rested, but this was where he kept his clothing, his armor, his sword. It was more his room than any of the others. "'You seem better,' Gwen said. "'I will transport you back to your—' August came over to him, and Gwen's skin crawled. Gwen didn't trust him, not at all. This was an August who had looked so darkly triumphant when he'd stabbed Gwen in the gut with his fingers. The force that must have taken— and this was an August who... August's fingers encircled his wrist again. Gwen closed his eyes, glad that August couldn't see his face. It was such a simple contact, but the fact of it was reassuring. What was he doing? I'll extend you a measure of trust, August said softly. I will stay here in the palace. Though it's not really a palace so much as a network of rooms. But I will stay. A measure of trust... Gwen resisted the urge to tug his hand out of August. "'I'm quite surprised there's no moss in here,' August said to himself. "'It's almost pleasant. "'Did you get someone else to design it for you? "'Did you simply say, "'I'm a hunter, and I'd like it to look like it belongs "'to the awkward king of the city fair?' Gwen shifted so that he could face August, but August was taking in the individual pieces of furniture. Finally, August looked at the bed itself, and then smirked. You can tie someone up easily with a bed like this. August's hand tightened on Gwen's wrist, and he turned and looked back at him meaningfully. Gwen glared at him. Is this what you do when you've had a bad night? Catatonia followed by the need to reassert your dominance over someone? I assure you, it's not going to be me. Tch, it was just an observation, August said, and then the mischievous light dropped out of his eyes. His mood shifted. It was like light shifting over water. First one set of colors, then another, and ripples constantly, a shift that wasn't so much like Gwen's deep-seated instability, but a natural ebb and flow. A little while ago you were completely unresponsive, Gwen said, and August's fingers around Gwen's wrist stroked up his forearm. Gwen resisted the urge to move his arm away. The touch was perturbing. And now I'm not, August said. I know you're not all right, Gwen said and August raised his eyebrows. Then maybe you're not as stupid as I thought you were, August said, and Gwen frowned at him. He reached out with his other hand, placed it on August's arm. They both looked at it like it didn't belong, but Gwen didn't remove it this time. You did well. I know I did, August snapped, turning a flinty, furious gaze to Gwen. I don't need you to tell me that. 
Meanwhile, your mother is pure poison ivy, isn't she? I'm curious to know. What is her version of a mother's love? Is her mother's milk cyanide? How long has she been working against you? How long has she been working against you in your own court? All this she's been working against me my entire life, Gwen thought. She didn't want me to be king, Gwen said abruptly, and let go of August's arm. This wasn't working. He couldn't comfort August. Apparently the only thing that seemed to make August feel any better was needling at Gwen. He reached down to tug his wrist from August's grip, but August reached down and encircled his other wrist with his fingers. Gwen froze. He hoped he looked affronted or angry. Inside, however, something turbulent calmed to an uneasy stillness. August squeezed both of his wrists with a cautious, increasing pressure, and the settled turbulence became an emptiness in his mind. All the voices shut down, and Gwen was left with nothing but an awareness of that pressure, beginning to ache now binding him too tightly. Gwen's eyes flew open. He yanked both of his wrists back and glared at him. Do you mind? Gwen said, and August narrowed his eyes, looked calculating. I'm just trying something. If you don't like it, you can always toss me in the cell again. I'm not putting you down there again, Gwen said, and August tilted his head. I almost believe you mean that. But you change your mind, Gwen. On to more interesting subjects. Your mother didn't want you to be king. I thought... I know what you thought, Gwen said, glaring at him. It's what everyone thinks. After all, his parents made a good show of being proud of him. They talked about what an honor it was to have a seely king in the family after so many years of serving the seely court so loyally. They talked about how it was a reward for raising Gwen the way they did. They said all the right things, and everyone believed them because they were ambitious. Because between Creel's center of appearance and Leed's center of ruthlessness, everyone simply assumed they'd both machinated Gwen's ascension to the throne. Why, though? Not a good enough royal son. Did she, too, see you with your awkwardness and decide that didn't look good enough for the court? She shouldn't bother. The Oak King wasn't much better, just more jovial. Then again, that isn't hard with you, is it? Gwen ground his teeth together. He'd had enough of this. He twisted and pushed August down to the bed, holding him there by the hand on his chest. "'You try my patience,' Gwen said, and August blinked up at him, looking, unbelievably, like a picture of serenity. Gwen didn't buy it at all. August still, even underneath the tranquility and amusement of his expression, looked tired. He couldn't help but remember how faint and soft his voice had been when he'd said, "'I'm so tired, Gwen.' He had a lot of reasons to be that way. If August ever completely returned to sanity again, he would realize his predicament, realize the weight of his actions. August might not ever feel sorry for what he'd done, but he would feel the constraint all the same. It occurred to Gwen that perhaps that's what he was seeing now. "'You saw your brother this evening,' Gwen said, reminding him, and something flickered in August's expression. "'You were collared, chained, paraded out in front of the vindictive masses, and that was more than enough on its own. And then you saw Ash.' August went to push himself upright, his expression shuddering, and Gwen shoved him back down towards the bed. You slipped into catatonia. That was something you haven't done yet, even in the cell, even when that gag was on you for a week. The catatonia lasted only for a few hours, August said, and Gwen frowned. That's a short amount of time for you, is it? A few hours? That implies that you're used to experiencing it for far longer. Is that? Don't, August said, swallowing. Don't talk about that, too. 
august looked truly disturbed all signs of his previous playful expression gone gwen frowned at him curled his fingers gently down august's chest he wouldn't bring it up the more he found out the more he wasn't sure he wanted to know what that period of time had been like for august gwen kept his hand on august's chest and watched him unsure all the things that he wanted to be able to do he shouldn't be doing what would they say the court if they saw him like this now if they saw him like this now how would they react he'd spent so much of his life trying to do the right thing by other people and yet here he was emphatically getting it wrong gwen withdrew his hand from august's chest slowly he placed his hand on his folded knees and looked around the room itself he didn't know what he was doing his mind was a mess august pushed himself up in stages facing gwen now hair dripping far less than normal almost as slowly as it had the first time gwen had visited him in the cell why is your hair less damp than usual gwen said and august looked surprised that gwen had noticed transforming to my true form is draining it requires water i wouldn't have managed it if you hadn't given me access to the lake after you decided to change your mind about torturing me to death gwen frowned he looked at the small jug of water behind august and realized it wouldn't be enough august lacked luster there were twinned pale spots high up on his cheeks august you should go to the lake gwen said and august nodded once i'm aware i can take you gwen said august didn't say anything in response he ran the flat of his palm along the uppermost blanket on gwen's bed and then wrinkled his face at the texture and ran his own fingers along his palm as though he could remove the coarseness of the fabric gwen liked it but he supposed august had once been used to finer things could possibly get used to having them again with the opportunities gwen was giving him august subsided into silence minutes passed and neither of them said anything and then august got off the bed and picked up the glass of water and drained it he poured another glass drained that and then emptied the jug completely creating a final half-full glass he drained that quickly too looking up blankly as he did so he set the glass and jug down and kept his hands around them i can get more gwen said august shook his head absently he carefully pushed his fingers into his hair and then held the lock of hair loosely with his other hand pulling his fingers through it when he was done he brought his hand around and looked at his fingers turning them to the light gwen realized he was looking at how damp they were checking the moisture content august's brow pinched together he didn't look happy with the results but gwen wasn't either he realized with some shock that he didn't like seeing august unhealthy wasting like this certainly there were parts of him that crowed for it but august reached up and trailed his hand through his hair again and gwen watched the way his fingers worked carefully but quickly at the tangles do you would you want me to do that for you gwen said before he was entirely aware of what he'd just volunteered he tensed at the look that august gave him it was calculating you august said flatly gwen refused to look away maintained eye contact held up against the derision that august had invested into that single word after a little while august removed his fingers from his hair and his eyes narrowed why everyone knows that a water horse would prefer someone else to do that for yes but why you 
Gwen wanted to say, Do you see anyone else? He wanted to lash out, but he kept his mouth closed. He forced back the words that spilled into his mouth and kept them behind closed lips, damaging sparks under his tongue. He brought August up to his room because he wanted to help, and if August didn't want that help or couldn't accept it, then that was, Gwen knew, understandable. Gwen thought it was a miracle that they'd stayed in each other's company for so long, and things were still somewhat civil. It was only likely because they'd both been shaken by the events of the evening. An ideal outcome, perhaps, would be that August would simply agree to remain outside of his cell, up in the palace. But then that wasn't ideal, Gwen realized. Ideal would be Gwen not bringing him up here in the first place. August walked towards the bed and got onto it again. He sat in front of Gwen, cross-legged, back facing him. Gwen realized, with shock, that August had agreed. He moved forward and reached up with his hand and touched it to the back of August's head, gently, gauging his response. August did nothing. Gwen couldn't see his expression. He didn't have practice doing this with others, but his hair used to be longer, and he often used his own fingers to untangle it. He pursed his lips, concentrating, and then threaded the fingers of one hand through August's hair. It was strong, but softer than he thought it would be. He brought up his other hand and held the hair still at the roots in case he met any tangles, and drew his fingers down slowly. A hidden strand of thin water-reed brushed, clean and leaved all over, against his fingers. August bowed his head forward slightly, and folded his hands into his lap. Gwen moved his hands methodically down one side of August's head, getting the hang of it slowly. When he reached the base of August's skull, August made a soft, absent sound. He sighed out a long breath. Gwen watched the hair move through his fingers, a darker black than he would have thought possible. The tips were brittle, didn't look healthy. He rubbed them between his fingers. The lake would help the condition of his hair. Gwen moved his hands to the other side of August's head, turning it a little to get a better angle. August obliged, moving his head with the small shifts of pressure on his scalp. How was your injury? Gwen said quietly referring to where he'd been cut open with the rock, and August shrugged. It will heal. The eventually was implied. What would they say? August said, and Gwen blinked at him as he threaded the hank of hair over his palm. What would they say, your court, if they knew you were doing this? Gwen stopped. He almost withdrew completely. August pressed his head backwards into Gwen's hand and Gwen started moving again without really thinking about it. There were times, in the past, when he'd contemplated doing things that would move the city court against him, times where he wondered what he could do that would be bad enough to get the entire court to unify against his position and demote him. It was the only way he could exit the kingship, short of waiting out the centuries more he had left in the position. But Fay were capricious and cruel. Even the city Fay could not be sure to respond predictably if Gwen did something terrible. But sometimes Gwen wondered if this was it, if this was the thing that could get him removed from the throne. Possibly. It was also enough to get him demoted down to a lower caste, and then slaughtered. The reputation associated with August was strong enough, rabid enough, that simply through not treating him monstrously, everyone would assume that he was a monster. Gwen winced and his hand slid to a stop, dropping down behind August's shoulders. He was tired. He'd been putting off sleep for too long, and he had to monitor the kingdom for at least another week to see how they reacted to the display. 
August turned and looked at him, over his shoulder. He twisted fully around, and Gwen's eyes flew open when he felt August's hand boldly rest over his crotch through his pants, massaging confidently. Gwen stared at him, and August raised his eyebrows. A question. Gwen pushed him back, and August laughed under his breath. "'You have your way of dealing with things, and I have mine,' August said, and Gwen raised his hands too late as August moved forwards again. "'August, I don't think now was the... "'Like your cock thinks there's a right time for fucking.' August laughed at him. Gwen grabbed August by both of the shoulders and held him still, before sliding off the bed completely. Gwen couldn't think of anything he wanted to do less. August watched him, openly curious, and then sat back on his thighs, watching Gwen with a look that made him uncomfortable. "'You seem fine,' Gwen said, disapproving. "'I'll take you to the lake.' August came off the bed and ran his fingers down the bedpost before walking over to Gwen's closet and opening it. Gwen watched, teeth gritted together, as August looked through his clothing quietly. He'd have to change the permissions once August left, so that he wasn't allowed back in this room, or the inner circle of rooms. He couldn't think of anything worse than August going through whatever he wanted while Gwen was out on court and kingdom matters. Are these receipts? You have... Why do you have receipts? August picked up the sheaf of papers and held them out. He looked offended. Gwen shook his head slowly. If you make contracts with dwarves, it's best to get receipts, I find. Right, and you've made a lot of contracts with dwarves. I suppose you need to constantly keep stocked in court-quality weapons, what with your team of ready-to-die soldiers. August, Gwen said, and August dropped the receipts back where he'd found them and turned around, leaning against the closed closet door. I know some of this is a lie, Gwen said, and August smirked at him. Gwen felt like August was letting him in on a secret in that moment. Something dark passed over his face, and a sadness chased it and then disappeared again. It reminded Gwen once more of the surface of disturbed lakes, reflecting different colors depending on which way the breeze blew. The lake, then, August said, stepping forwards and stopping a short distance from Gwen, since it's so important to you all of a sudden that I feel better. Didn't enjoy tonight at all, did you? Not remotely. Gwen grabbed onto his arms and teleported them to the lake within the palace, not having a response to that. Once they landed at the lake, enclosed by walls and mossy beds replete with ferns and low benches, Gwen took a step back and looked around. There was almost no sign that August had been using this room, or the lake itself. The ferns looked healthier, perhaps, but that was it. August was staring at the water, his entire awareness drawn towards it. He had become alert, suddenly, and his hands fisted at his sides. He looked at Gwen sidelong. "'It's still there,' August said, and Gwen had no idea what he was talking about. "'Your madness.' Gwen swallowed and took a step backwards, running a hand through his hair. "'It's under control.' "'It isn't,' August said. "'That's not control.' "'Why are we talking about this?' "'Why not?' August said unexpectedly serious. Is there a better time to bring it up than when I can escape into the lake? What are you planning on doing about it? And don't tell me it's not my business. Look at me and tell me who else you've been taking it out on. Gwen winced and then shook his head. It's under control, he said, but the words sounded desperate, even to him. He had to go. He didn't talk to people about this, certainly not August. I'm sure the lake will help you. 
You always run away, August said, smiling faintly as Gwen summoned the light and left the room and August behind him. Gwen returned to his own room and stood, mind blank, for several minutes. He picked up his new recurve bow where it was hanging on the wall, his quiver of arrows, and started to teleport out of the room before stopping. He looked at the weapon, and then placed both the bow and the quiver of arrows down carefully onto his bed. He hadn't been able to hunt at all since that night, and he doubted hunting would help now. He teleported without the bow and arrows, landing deep in a deserted forest. The tree against his back was more stable than he felt he deserved.